Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So, the talk uh, I'm calling Changing Hearts and Minds. And for those who are uh, listening, people uh, listen to the, the recordings of the, of the talk, uh, as I mentioned here a little while ago before the break. Um, the, uh, this week there's the Global Climate Action Summit uh, in San Francisco, where um, leaders from around the world are uh, coming together. Uh, it was convened by Jerry Brown and, um, and the same people who were involved in the Paris Climate Action, uh, Paris Agreement a number of uh, years, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, besides this focus on the climate this this week, maybe a, a little bit a little bit lower um, we're having this event on Saturday called Loving the Earth um, that I'm involved with and have been organizing and um, uh, with all of these wonderful inspiring speakers, Julia Butterfly Hill and uh, Joanna Macy and uh, Jack Cornfield, Anam Tupton Rinpoche. I forgot to mention that uh, Christiana Figueres is going to be there. She was the person who was the architect of the Paris Climate Agreement. And she's in San Francisco this week, but she wanted to come out and be with us. She also happens to be a, a Buddhist practitioner, a student of Thich Nhat Hanh's, uh, who has inspired her a lot in her work. So, given that focus, everybody's concern on climate change, as well as perhaps some of you are concerned about other things happening these days in the news, um, which gets crazier every day. Um, And the divide between different perspectives with elections coming up, midterm elections, and a lot of focus on that. And uh, you might ask, as I have, is it really possible for people to change their minds once they have an opinion about something? And some of the the discourse, most of the discourse, seems to be how out of touch the other side is, or the people who think differently from from me. And 
while it's true that there are some forces, it seems, that um, are not really motivated by anything but um, holding on to power uh, by any means, there are a lot of people who are influenced by those forces that are um, basically uh, decent human beings who just are not getting good information, perhaps. That's one way to think of it. But rather than getting into political who's right and who's wrong, I want to think of it in terms of... um, uh, inclusive or not inclusive uh, kind of um, perspectives. And uh, it's mostly the, the discourse is how scary things are and how doomed we are if we don't change, whether it's about the climate or about the political direction that this country is going or the world is going. And it's there's such um, intensity on whatever the issue is, with good reason, but the intensity in the discourse uh, can often get nasty. Uh, so um, I've been hanging out with um, some very interesting people uh, for a while now. I'm in a group called the Neurodharma Group. Um, that meets once a month. We've met now for mm, eight or nine years with some very uh, inspiring people who make a difference. There's, it's comprised of uh, neuroscientists and psychologists and uh, Dharma teachers and practitioners. And we've gotten together as I say, for all this time. And each, each month, somebody presents things that, uh, that they think will be of interest to all of us. And this last week, uh, the presentation was by uh, a woman named uh, Cassie Veaton, or sometimes she goes by Cassandra Veaton, who is um, uh, one of the main figures in uh, noetic sciences, Institute of Noetic Sciences. I think she 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 is president or was president of noetic sciences and uh, is one of the main researchers there. Institute of Noetic Sciences, IONS, is this very um, um, amazing group of the the deepest thinkers in how change can be made. I think it was started by uh, Edgar Mitchell, the, the astronaut. Um, and, um, and they put on quite um, forward edge uh, thinking and, uh, and programs. So Cassie um, has been involved in the last um, oh, eight months, I think, or so it was. She's gotten together, besides what she does at IONS, a group of scientists, political scientists, cognitive and behavioral uh, uh, psychologists, linguists, linguists, 
uh, storytelling experts, media experts, video game experts, because video game experts know about how to create worlds. And some of the uh, and neuroscientists, I'm not sure if I said that right, uh, some of the leading thinkers in these different fields and seeing how do people change? What can be presented in a spirit of caring and goodwill with the intention to make this a better world? And uh, working together, uh, they have looked at what makes people change, what does work and what doesn't work. And there's a non-profit end of this uh, that Noetics is involved in, but there's also a, um, a political wing uh, that's separate from Noetics that these people grow, uh, put together called, what do they call it? CampaignScience.com. And using some of these tools uh, to support candidates that have a more inclusive and a more um, um, dharmic, one could say, uh, point of view. And just supporting different candidates, they're working with three candidates now, three different campaigns, and this is like all pilot stuff, and we'll continue to do this um, uh, for some time, but they're going to be there. It's all pro bono from now through the election. Um, and they, so she gave a presentation this, uh, this week when we all got together and it was fascinating. It was stuff that, you know, sometimes when you hear stuff that somebody, uh, presents and you say, oh yeah, of course that makes sense, but you hadn't quite ever thought of it that way before. Well, that's what this was like. It was like, oh, yeah, of course. But why don't people do that or use that? So I wanted to share with you a few principles. And we'll be doing some uh, exercises, uh, interactive exercises, I should warn you. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. uh, But you might get uh, a feel for the these principles, if you do, um, which she had us do. She had us do a number of of these exercises that I want to share with you. And she said it was fine to to share this and let people know. And if people are interested, they can go to campaignscience.com. And they run trainings and workshops, um, uh, two-hour workshops, day-long workshops, and, and longer trainings to train people to then go out and share these principles in whatever arenas uh, they could make a difference as well. So here's a few things. that I'll just share some, some of their points and then we'll do some exercises. So first, uh, I've organized it in a different way than she put it together. So I'm going to just share with you the, the points that uh, struck me. First, that those with a more inclusive agenda, and by more inclusive, I mean 
rather than us and them, uh, an agenda that, that cares about across lines of class, ethnicity, uh, background, and says, we all are better off when everyone is included in our caring. And then there's uh, a, those who have a less inclusive agenda, might say, where it's our tribe, our side, um, is the main, and people who think like us and are like us are the main ones that, that we are concerned about, and less so for others. Okay, you're following me, you get my point. I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible in sharing this. And those with a more inclusive agenda, say organizations like Sierra Club and Greenpeace and uh, what are often called liberal um, organizations, uh, tend to rely on facts and um, good information you know, you'd think, doesn't it make sense? You know, oh, if you tell somebody we're in trouble and this is why as far as climate change or, oh, this is, this is happening to this set of people and we're, it's going to come back to haunt us anyway because of the, the animosity and antagonism between groups. You know, you present facts just like smokers. Okay, if you smoke two packs a day for 30 years, you'll be in trouble. You know, you'd think, oh, oh, glad you told me. Thanks, now I got it. But we know that that's not enough. They tend, these groups tend to share in terms of facts. Or, if not facts, then, oh my God, the, the sky is falling and we're in trouble and getting us very... Uh, frightened at the consequences. Mm. The Sierra Club and those organizations, uh, as she said, spend about, what was it, 90% of their resources on information and or um, frightening people into wanting to make a difference. Then, uh, and it's usually over-information. You know, you get those, those big booklets with all the facts. And do you, do you ever read in detail those, those booklets? Um, I look at a few numbers and say, wow, that's scary. And then somehow, see, gee, it's too bad they used this much paper to, to print it. Mm. And uh, those with a less inclusive, narrower perspective uh, that emphasize the other and danger, uh, they tend to uh, rely on fear and um, and stress and threat by uh, by different uh, different groups 
that we should be afraid of them and or fear that if you don't follow what they're they're doing, um, then um, you're going to be threatened from outside influences. Mm. And when people are under stress, when they're threatened and they're frightened, critical thinking is diminished tremendously. And it's much easier to manipulate a mind that is in fear. And so one thing that, uh, that happens if it's, what's the day's fear today? You know, what's, what's, the, what's the great scary thing that's being tweeted today? It keeps in a, in a state of dysregulation and there's fear. And so it's hard to think critically about things. Mm. and it's easier to manipulate. Um, George Lakoff, um, who's a, a famous linguist and, uh, and political observer, says people don't vote for self-interest or their policies as much as who they identify most with. And with, if there's a sense of identification, this is my tribe, then almost anything can be um, said. It'll be hard to get somebody out of that tribal mentality. Mm. They went to um, Cassie and uh, went to a very uh, prominent pol- politician who is respected for his um, his forward thinking and real uh, intelligence and even Dharma understanding. And they, uh, she went to his campaign manager and uh, wanted to share some of her findings. I'll share you a little with you a little bit more of the strategies that are used. And uh, she had about 10 minutes uh, to, to give him a, a talk. And after about five minutes... He said, um, I just want you to know that um, we're using a very different approach, uh, that our main strategy is to um, infuriate and disgust the potential voters out there enough so that they'll be motivated to vote. And Cassie's response, very intelligently, said, well, um, that may work for your base, but science and research tells us that it will not work for independence. You will actually um, turn people off with that kind of approach. And she presented some research that shows this, and he said, Okay, send me your stuff. And it it makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. So, she she shared with us in our group a few different uh, um, approaches that do make a difference. And, And there are 
they have their roots also in Buddhist thought as well. And that is that um, when the mind is tight, it's hard to think clearly and wisely. In Buddhism, I've talked about this before, these are called unwholesome states, akusala, states of fear and greed and aversion and jealousy and anger. All of those are called akusala, unwholesome states, because they're states of suffering and they lead to more suffering. And when there is that threatened approach, the mind is tight, you can't really um, think so clearly. But when the mind is expansive, kusala, states of kindness and compassion and love and understanding and clarity, there's more uh, wisdom and you can comprehend um, more complex concepts. And so it takes a complex mind to understand the, uh, the nuances uh, of, of, a, of an interrelated world. And so if you're frightening people, that won't work. But if you get people to have somehow their mind and their heart open. So rather than being motivated by fear, but motivated by love, by compassion, by connection, by clarity and understanding, uh, that you will, it's possible to have them shift a perspective. So I want to share with you a, a couple of exercises that uh, might, might uh, point to this. First exercise, I invite you to go uh, inside for a moment. Close your eyes. And just ask yourself, what drives you? If you want to see this world a better world, what drives you? And I'm not looking for any one particular right answer. What drives you or calls you to want to make a difference in the world? There's many different possible responses. But for you, you might just narrow it down to a word or two. What really moves you or calls you to make a difference in the world? And if something comes to mind, um, is there a source that comes through you behind that dedication and commitment and calling that comes through you for this drive? Perhaps a, a spiritual dimension or a, some ideal like Justice or love or purity of heart or equality. And 
Can you imagine becoming aligned with that drive and that source and the intention um, to take action in the world? Just sense a possibility of alignment with that calling and maybe the source behind it that could be manifested as action. Just what that would feel like to be aligned on those levels, internal and then external. Okay, so now I'd like if you would be willing to uh, find one other person and just um, share with each other. It could be two if it's uh, if that works out better. Uh, what you came up with? What what motivates you? What's your drive? And how would it feel to be aligned with your actions if you can find a way to uh, express that through action? Uh, in making a difference. And just share with each other and and uh, listen, both witness and share, and notice how that um, how that feels. Okay, so just turn to somebody near you. I'll tell you when it's halfway through. You know, look around for for someone and here's uh, here. Okay. You can join you can join a group of you can join a group. It's okay. Here. It's about halfway through, and make sure that each of you get a chance. Okay, just another few moments. Yeah. Okay, and uh, just wind down and go inside for a moment. And notice how it feels right now. Talking about alignment and connection to something wholesome inside. Just notice how it feels in your body and in your mind and in your heart. Okay, and uh, maybe we can just have a few comments. There's two other exercises I want to share. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Uh, any Anything that you noticed in doing that little exercise? Um, I really um, appreciated th- this exercise because um, I 
I feel like I've been in the process of coming, you know, it's been over the past few years, I've been in a process of becoming more in alignment and getting a lot more clarity about what I really care about and, um, and a lot of sort of trying to educate myself as well as start to take action. And it just basically, I think it feels amazing to be in alignment with what really matters. And at some point, for me, I got it that I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for a long time, I felt, well, I can do a little here, I can do a little there. You know, it's a few drops in the bucket. But there's something about, I think, being in alignment that um, it's a source of energy that just fills you and you just go with, you know, you find the right place to go mm-hmm. and do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you notice that? A feeling of aliveness or just, oh, there's some, something deeper that, that wants to use me when I'm, I'm tapped into that, that connection, that place of connection. Mm-hmm. Great. Any, any other comments? Before we go, here's oh yeah, Nan. Yeah, one this one, and then we'll move on. I think I I I realize, and I'm beginning to realize more and more. Say climate change, which is a huge subject, and it's when you talk to people about climate change, everybody feels overwhelmed by it, and mm-hmm. they it's so big that. Sometimes people are just kind of turned off. And I realize for myself that I'm not going to be able to solve the whole climate problem, mm-hmm. but I can do what I can do to walk along the path or be part of the process. So it makes it much more doable for me because. I'm not alone doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other people doing it, and we're all working there. And I can feel, particularly with climate change, this this shift, this opening of 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 things happening. Uh, particularly, mm-hmm. this whole week of the summit has been just so exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and and you can you can feel the difference when you when you're carrying the wor- the weight of the world on your shoulders. Okay, I'm going to save the world. Boy, this is really hard. You know, you get exhausted, and it's not very inspiring for others. Oh, I want to do that too. I don't think so. But if, just as Wendy was saying before, if you, if you, or you're saying, oh, I can make a difference in what I do, and do it from. Love, or as, as Julia Butterfly Hill uh, calls it, a joyful responsibility to know that I'm doing something and making a difference. Then people want to get a piece of the action too. Oh, that looks really rich and fulfilling, and it's not up to any one of us to save the world, but we're part of something much bigger and then that becomes a, a source of aliveness and, and wakefulness. So, uh, thank you. All right, 
So we're going to try a, a second uh, exercise. And if you don't want to do this, it's okay. But just for the fun of it, you might. Uh, as I said, often when people are saying, you know, oh my God, the sky is falling and we are doomed. And let me tell you why. Because of this and this and this. Or can you believe today's headlines? Uh, it can be very seductive. Because it's that in itself has an aliveness to it. But it's not very sustainable and it keeps us in the contracted state. So just for the fun of it, here's a chance to really let it out. Whinging, as they say in uh, Down Under, Australia and New Zealand. And... Um, just really let go. We can do this in triads about what really gets your say get your dander up. Is that is, is that what they say? Or something stronger than gets you going? How outraged and how frustrated and suppose this is this is going to be the the setup. We'll do it in triads. And one person is going to um, speak for one minute to one of the other people in that triad who's an undecided voter, an independent. But you're going to explain why they should be as freaked out as you and really let it rip. And the other person is just going to be observing and then you'll go around, you'll each take one minute, and the next person can be the speaker, and then the uh, undecided, and then the observer, like that. Okay, you got, got the idea? Okay, so let's just try it. I won't leave you here, don't worry, we're not going to end the evening from that place. But um, just to see, because there's something about actually living it that gets, drives the point home. So just uh, find two other people, if you, if you could. And if it's just two of you, then that's, that's okay. You don't have to do a threesome. But um, if you can, do that. Anybody who needs, here's somebody, uh, here's some over there. Uh, here's somebody right over here. Um, are you looking? Here's a, par, here's a pair right over here. Hide me in right over there, over by the wall. Okay, ready? Uh, Decide who goes first, and then go then go clockwise. Um, and ready, go. You can let it out. You don't have to be shy. Okay, next person, you can switch.
Okay, one more switch. Okay, now, once again, go inside and notice how you're feeling right now. Notice what it's like inside in your body and in your mind. Just notice inside. Okay, now, you can just take a minute or so to... Uh, to share between you what the experience was like, and then we'll take a few comments. So just you can share, what is it like for you? What did you notice? Okay, and finish up, and we'll just take a couple, a few, co- couple of comments, and then we'll do one more exercise that shows a whole other way. So, any um, any comments that um, you want to share? Thank you, partners, and let's come on back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Any uh, any observations that you have, Jeffrey? Yeah. This one? Yeah. Um, I think the one observation that I had that I came away with how angry the people in my group are. <laughs> well, they were instructed that. Way. <laughs> No, this is genuine. <laughs> this was not acting. <laughs> but I think there's this well of of um, upsetness or disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointment, particularly in our elected officials, um, and anger that the potential to convert that into positive energy to do something, like you said, changing hearts and minds, mm-hmm. I think is there. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of us are going to get up and write a letter tomorrow or or go on a march? I don't know, but um, there's so much deep-seated anger that's been yeah. building. Yeah, So, and it's, so, it's not that hard to tap into it, is it? You get somebody else saying, yeah, and boom, there it is, just waiting to be expressed, a whole lot of anger, with understandable reason, you know, it, as 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 Julia says, if you're not angry, you're you're asleep. You know, but underneath that anger is caring, and it's not so easy to get in touch with that place that can express itself as positive energy. And that's where it's contagious. The anger is contagious, and the outrage, and the you know, it's addictive. That's why we're all in this reality show together. And it's compelling. Oh my God, can you believe today's news? So it's easy to tap into that. Um, okay, any uh, one one last comment here, Andrew? Thanks. Uh, 
weird thing happened to me. So after after I um, listened to Syrian refugees, caged children, and tipping point I, melting ice caps, and I you asked me to go sit with myself. Yeah, I was contracted, but it was like without me even noticing it, my mind sort of like, okay, we're just not going to think about any of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God damn it, that coworker of mine who... And I started like my contemplating like how I'm going to lash out at somebody at work. Beautiful. Thank you for that. That's the other thing that we do. We just tune out and like I can't handle it too much and we get stimulated but we dump it on somebody else. Yeah. So this is you got the point. It and it's something it's probably again, this is not new to you probably, but to experience it for yourself how quickly it can get tapped into that and then go off to the races and just be contracted and and be addicted to the next headline. So here's another way. Um, there's a lot more that she shared, but I, I, we only have time for for one more piece, of, and experiential would be the way to go. So this is contractive, contracting, and the whole idea to open somebody's mind and heart is not to scare them or overload them with information, but to give them a positive vision. And so one way that they find is most effective is um, a three-part presentation, which you'll be doing in one minute, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, and 20 seconds, where first there is the problem, but instead of Oh my God, we're we're doomed. There is a a spirit of we can do better than this. Not just my side can do better than this, but we, as humanity, can do better than this. Which right away turns you towards something more uplifting and inspiring. So you state a problem with that framing it. Second, a possible solution, or you, and there are many, many solutions or many, many uh, strategies that one can, can, uh, can present. And then third, in the spirit of a vision, of a greater vision of what this is not just solving this problem, but uh, this small little, uh, this small problem, but a vision of a wider, inspired uh, humanity or world, whatever. So, for instance, um, climate change. Okay, I'll just give a little example. You know, where we are, we are um, on a self-destructive. Um, um, trajectory, and I know we can do better than this. That there are 
Uh, there are methods that we know from from taxing carbon to uh, to renewable energy to uh, monitoring our, ourselves and seeing uh, that we'll all be better off in um, if we keep the 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 temperature down and it's this and this solution. You don't have to come up with solving climate change all in 20 seconds, but just one solution. Uh, or one strategy, and w- wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a world where we are all seeing that um, as as others, as we all benefit from a common goal? And just to, this is just off the top of my head, but having that kind of frame is much more inspiring than the other. So it's, we're almost out of time, but I'd like you to just go back to your, the same triad or the people that you're with. And if you can, just practice it for fun. You can make up a solution if it doesn't, you don't have to be an expert and have the facts, but just try it one minute each on half the 20 seconds on problem, Solution and vision, and then uh, and then change. Okay, just see what comes out. Ready, go. Okay, switch, change. Okay, third person. Okay, and now just notice how you feel right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you um, do you get the idea that when you when you put somebody when there's a when you put somebody in a in a scared mode, then they turn into what's called reflexive thinking, where their their um, the old grooves of reaction and and fear come out, and there's not really a possibility for a deeper kind of a thought. But when uh, we want to put people in expansive mode which requires um, a quality of safety and trust, honesty, vulnerability, uh, and, and vision and inspiration, then there's a possibility of, of moving somebody because we're not so different inside. And to find the common ground where we all want to feel um, safe and cared for, uh, this is uh, a possibility of change. And many, many more um, points that she makes that I, I, I can't uh, share with you now. But we all know, and it's, it's kind of exciting to see these days, there are some new voices and ways of saying things that aren't 
the old way of just us and them and scaring and who's right and who's wrong, but there's inspiring voice. We love to be inspired. When we're inspired, we are moved to make a difference, whether it's uh, the Parkland students or these new voices that aren't afraid to say the truth but coming from a place of love and caring and, um, and not, not fear, but just sharing a vision, a positive vision. And uh, I think it's something for us all to keep in mind uh, when, whether we're talking with our families at Thanksgiving or our uh, co-workers or others that... Um, we want to open people up to their better angels rather than frightening them into change. And this is what the Buddha said too. He said, inspire people. He said, notice what brings you ease and peace and love and connection and caring uh, and, and feed that, not, not the other. So um, I hope that we can change hearts and minds for the better and uh, make this a better world. And uh, we, uh, if you go to um, campaignscience.com, they have on all the various um, or a number of various strategies, and you can you can learn. We're going to be doing uh, just a very short loving kindness right now. So uh, again, just feel inside your connection to yourself, to life. And that place that wants to make a difference, that's aligned with your calling and source. Just appreciate that. And then send out these kinds of thoughts for the benefit of all. And may our coming here together be a benefit to all beings everywhere. And including in that, this planet Earth that cares for us so magnificently and needs our love and caring. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good week. See you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.